Okay, welcome to episode 50 of the Never Iron Anything Comics Review Podcast. Look at us, 50. And that's quite an interesting number because it's also the anniversary of a book we might be talking about in a second. So, uh, quite fortuitous. Uh, this is a series where a guest chooses a book, a series or a creator, and we examine it and the highs and lows of what happens within it. This week we've got back on the pod a friend. We've got the Don of South London, British comics expert and blogger, Mr. Richard Sheaf. Hey, Don, dude, you right? I'm all right, Tony. You all right? Yes, I'm very good. Yes. Good. Now, you've set me a challenge this week, actually. I was just saying to you, actually, before we came on, that this is the one book that I know very little about. I'm not saying I'm, I'm a know-it-all, but it's one book I've maybe read a handful of stories from it. Yeah. Um, so, um, with with no further... Let us know what we're reading. Come on, then, Rich. What are we doing? Yeah. Okay, so I thought there were too many people letting you off too easy on this podcast, Tony. You were getting down to just reviewing one comic one comic a week, one comic an episode. That's, this, this is not the podcast I signed up for. Uh, so, so I thought I'd set you, you know, I, I know I know you're a man who loves a deep dive. Yeah. Who, uh, uh, and um, I thought I'd set you the, the challenge of uh, getting to know um, the quintessential American newspaper strip uh, started in 1970, Doonesbury. Yes, Wow, yeah, and there's quite a lot of it, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. So from 1970 to early 1983, I think it was a um, it was a daily newspaper strip. Yep. Uh, then you had a couple of years off, and then from the, yeah late 83 up until for another 30 years, it was a daily strip, and since 2013, it's been a Sunday newspaper strip. Oh, is so, that what happened to it? I wondered. I was going to ask you a yeah. little bit about that, cause and we will get into yeah. that in a bit. Now, specifically, yeah. you have asked uh, that we, we sort of focus in on one one book, um, and yeah. uh, that's The Life and Times of Doonesbury's Uncle Duke, the toasted one, um, <laughs> who, um, as we go on, I'm sure people will realise why you chose that one, because there is a certain similarity to me. <laughs> There's uh, a little certain something there. <laughs> yeah, now, well, I was sort of inspired by hearing you talk to Eamon uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, about uh, Calvin and Hobbes, yes, you know, another, yeah. you know, classic American cartoon, uh, and this is, you know, and and Calvin and Hobbes just brings joy and happiness, uh, and it's just, you know, such a wonderful creation. Uh, so this is similar in that, you know, it's an American newspaper strip, and there are certain similarities between uh, Trudeau and, and Warren Waterston, which I'm yeah. sure we'll get into. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's got, you know, I say real life, you know what I mean? You know, it's got real characters in it. You know, they age. They die, you know, a little bit of politics in it. You know, it's quite a left-leaning uh, sort of strip. Yeah. So, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, quite have that sort of 10 beautiful years of joy, you know, which Calvin and Hobbes brings us. Uh, but it's still an amazing piece of work. And, you know, if you've been reading The, the Guardian for as, you know, like my parents did, uh, then you will have come across Doonesbury, you know, every day <laughs> for the last, you know. Oh, Richard, you're so middle class. <laughs> 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 no, I completely get what you're saying, man. And it's a nice comparison, actually, to make with um, Watson because I can see, you know, in one of those highfalutin New Yorker dinner parties or, you know, parties on a, a Saturday night, Watson on one side of the room, eyeing yeah. Trudeau on the other, you know, <laughs> giving each other respectful nods occasionally, but, you know, literally wanting to be the top dog, you know, yeah. the, the top dog with, you know patches on their their elbows on their sports jackets and, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the new yorker that's why yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so that is why it is fortuitous so um let's give him his proper name i wrote it down because it, it made me laugh um <laughs> his name is garretson beekman trudeau who calls their kid that fuck me <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Parents who have issues. Yes, Beekman. Beekman. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Good. Yeah. Good. Old, and that's why it's called Gary. We just worked that out, and you just informed me of that. And I think I would want to be called Gary as well. Um, launched as we said on the 26th of October 1970. So, as we record from three days ago, this is 50 years old, which is really interesting. Um, the name comes from Dune, which is apparently um, I read prep school slang for someone who is a bit clueless. Um, and Berry, Dune's Berry, is Trudeau's roommate, which was Charles Pilbury when he was at Yale. Um, and of, of the Pilbury donuts fame, <laughs> yeah, I think. Really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Berry, he went to he went to college. Um, he went to Yale. Yeah. Um, so you know, I guess there's a not that I went to Yale, but you know, my um, <laughs> my racism on this side of the pond says there's a certain class of person who goes to Yale. Yes. Uh, and one of the people who was in who um, Dewsbury was at Yale with uh, was uh, was George W. Bush. Uh, of course, they, yeah, I forgot about were, that. Yeah. They were. In, I think they were even. Uh, I don't know what you like. I think they were in the same not a drinking club. But they were in the same sort of organization, <laughs> you know, organizing the party. Like W was in charge of organizing the parties, and you know, right. yeah. bring the other sort of, you know, arrange. Okay, we need how many beers? We need what this, what this. Uh, so, so weirdly, um, you know, and and W, you know, was was satirized by Dunesbury for years and years in the cartoon, obviously. But weirdly, you yeah. know, they sort of went to school together. You know. Yeah, that is really interesting, isn't it? He's um, doesn't W wear a Stetson or something? Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Normally, the presidents in in Doonesbury are not really shown as actual characters. I'm not sure if that's ever out of sort of respect or homage or just you know yeah. they just they would just age and date very quickly. So normally, presidents are shown as sort of they have like a, like a, something that represents them. So a yeah. Stetson or a, a vanishing point of light or you know so yeah so or they're just they're just. I've got a feeling that there. didn't um. W become uh, an asterisk. Is that right? One of them. Like become... it, it was history. It was going to become history's asterisk, or something. You know, right. so inconsequential. Ah, uh, I get it. I thought it was something to do with um, Breakfast of Champions with by Vonnegut, where he says this is an easy way to draw a bumhole, and he just drew an <laughs> asterisk. I thought it was a bit. I thought there was that. Oh, you. It's a much cleverer example than I. I yeah. See, it goes straight <laughs> to the bumhole with my answers. Um, now it didn't. It didn't start its life. So it actually started. Um, uh, at Yale. Now he he was an yeah. illustration major at Yale, which I find a, 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 a I didn't, didn't. This is my s s stupidity in not realizing that you can actually study illustration at Yale. I thought it was all mathematics mm. and law, but uh, apparently he did. And drinking, if you're George. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Getting someone else to write your essays. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was a continuation of the strip called Ball Tales. Is that right? Yeah. So you're right. I mean, to, I mean. For some people, you know, if you look at the really early Doonesbury strips, you know, the, the ones that, you know, late 1960s, you know, starts launched in 1970. Yeah. It's hard to believe that the person drawing them is an illustration major uh, because, you know, they, they are, <laughs> you know, really, really scratchy, re you know, really different from, you know, what, what you would, you know, see in the, you know, the newspapers, you know, now or even 20 yeah. years ago. You know, they, they are, you know, they're not quite stick men doing funny things. Okay. But they're pretty, but they're pretty close. I mean, you know, he's hand lettering it and really hand lettering it. You know, in the yeah. sort of, you know, writing it all out in you know uppercase. 
Um, uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's really it's really basic some of the early stuff. But yeah, you're right. It starts uh, sort of for the college uh, newspaper, uh, and it's and it's called Bull Tales, um, and that appeared uh, September the thirtieth, uh, nineteen sixty-eight. Um, just after the first victory of the football season. Ah, uh, of course, it, yeah, because so it's, it's linked. It's linked to a football player. So BD is um, yeah. is a football player, isn't he? Is that was he an actually a player at Yale? I think or something like that was he? He, he was, yeah. yeah. Brian Dowling. That's uh, right. Uh, Didn't he Brian win Dowling. Big Brother Two? Or something? <laughs> yeah, I'm just down to myself now. The D is definitely Dowling. Okay. But anyway, definitely Dowling is the uh, yeah. So the character who's in it, you know, who's in the very first. You know, the first frames is this be helmeted, if that's a word, uh, football player uh, called BD, and he, you know, he's one of the sort of the cornerstone characters. Yeah, uh, and he's named off this famous sort of football player at Yale at the time. Yeah, let's go. Let's fly off a bit into a tangent around him because he becomes hugely interesting, doesn't he? So mm. BD initially is he's kind of known for sort of sitting in front of the telly or sitting somewhere in a armchair, doesn't he? But always wearing his helmet as if he's a, you know there's a simpleton element to him isn't there you know he's just sort of football player as well but he yeah. he he very rarely he's the archetypal jock yes actor, yeah he's very rarely seen without and through the years he does various things he actually goes to war twice i think doesn't he um and he he becomes yeah he, he, you know he's the character you know he, he goes to vietnam yeah and i think doesn't he go to the gulf war because he, he and he goes yeah he loses and... a leg doesn't he in the gulf war that, yeah, that's yeah. So yeah, so he, he goes. Yeah, he, so he start. You know, his first war is, is Vietnam, and his and his final war uh, is is the Gulf War. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah. then, uh, so yeah, so famously, so he wears this helmet. So he's you know he wears this helmet. You know, in the in the early issues of Bull Tales, uh, in the late sixties, he's wearing the helmet. You know, in the first ever episode that's printed in nineteen seventy. Yeah. And he and he wears the helmet. You know, if he's in the shower, if he's you know what wherever he is, he wears <laughs> this helmet. Yeah. Uh, and and you're right you know he ends up in the gulf war and there's a strip where um you know he is uh he, he's wounded um uh very very badly wounded uh and as as ever you know it's just four panels um yeah. you know you've got to get across what's happened uh, and it's you know for for me you know when when i read it there's a, the fi- the final panel is of him sort of laid out on a stretcher yeah. sort of and a diagonal so that and in the top right you know they've taken off his helmet you know because he's being you know operated on and they've yeah. got to you know they've got to sort him out uh and in the bottom left corner you can see that he's had the uh bottom half of his left leg blown off yeah uh and when i saw that panel the first thing i saw because of the way i guess your eyes work is you start in the top right i was like oh my god he's taken his helmet off <laughs> yeah that, yeah. was, that was the most shocking thing in that panel for about half a second, and then I went, "Oh shit!" And he hasn't got a leg. Yeah. Uh, but only that bit, you know, the bit I was like, oh, "They've taken his helmet." Or, you know, that that was, you know, as a, a signal to, you know, a long-term reader that, that, you know, this was, this was it. This was a, this was a momentous. Yeah. Tell me for thirty years at that point, and, and suddenly it was like, no, shit got real. And it was an interesting. Poli- I mean, we'll talk about the politics a lot, I'm sure, in this episode. But there's an interesting political point because. From a strip that is probably, I'm guessing, quite left-leaning gen- in general terms. Um, yeah. yeah. Trudeau became very fond of the actual troops, didn't he? So he wasn't he wasn't fond of the you know the the politicians who ordered them to war, but he yeah. he really cared for the and would travel out to the countries to see them, wouldn't he? He'd actually appear 
and meet the troops and um it was very invested in charities that dealt with ptsd and stuff like that which i mean it's very relevant still today um yeah. i found that i found that quite touching i have to say there's certain elements of this that rob me up the wrong way and there's certain elements that i actually Sorry. really yeah there's certain elements yeah. that i will get to and there's certain elements yeah. that i actually warm to and i think to show the humanity of that i think was a really it was yeah. a real step forward because it's not all super funny is it it's there, there's moments of no. real truth in it yeah yeah and i think you know the you know concerning you know what what to do with you know bd you know at, at one point you know judo had thought you know about about killing the character you yeah. know to sort of you know make that you know that that statement um but actually you know he told the the longer story and the harder story you yeah. know which is about the ptsd it's about coming back from war it's about um learning to live you know with with a with a, with a lifelong disability yeah uh and and actually that story you know plays out and plays out very successfully in the early 2000s uh for right. bd uh and uh, but goes you know for a, for years you know and and you know and like you say takes that you know actually this is what it's like to be a soldier um yeah. you know and, and this is you know the risk that these people run you know uh on on our behalf and you know and the, and the long story of you know how he gets better um you know th- you know they you know they make some gags about it you know as he, yeah, as he, sure. as yeah. he you know he brings his wife and and says to her well the good news is i'm finally down to my ideal weight <laughs> 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 yeah i get you some dark humor that's good no i thought i'd yeah. bring that up because i think it's, it's important to, for people to realize and perhaps not as much in this book that we're going to talk about but it is it is it to me i, re, re, I found it extremely poignant so let's jump yeah. back a bit into the history of it so the 26th like i said 26th of october 1970 it was the first trip from universal press syndicate which we know from the Calvin and hobbs um episode are very important the syndicates were the people who um distributed the strip to various different newspapers and you could make an awful lot of money especially back then with being in lots of different newspapers on the, you know every day in fact at one point by 2015 he was in 1400 newspapers um and i'm guessing it was mainly the guardian here was it is that right uh, yes but for the daily strips yes i mean the sunday strips would would uh, i say occasionally you know they would they appeared in the Sunday Times for a while. Oh, really? Okay. We're weirdly sort of out of character. Do you know what? That may be where I've seen it, because I know my father would read the Sunday Times, so I don't know whether yeah. that's where I picked it up from. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so no, the, the, the Daily Strip is, is in The Guardian uh, you know, and nowhere else. But, yeah, the Sunday Strip, you know, but the Sunday Strip, for instance, isn't in The Observer. Even though, right, you know, interesting, and even though that's the kind of the equivalent of the Guardian on a Sunday. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, it, yeah. It, so, and and it, and it suffers, you know, even now with the same problem. You know, I, I know you discussed with Eamon about the uh, Calvin and Hobbes about the sort of the strange formatting rules yeah. of American newspaper strips. So actually, you if you read it online, it's an it's normally a, it would be an eight panel strip at the weekend on yeah. a Sunday. But the first two panels have to be expendable because <laughs> right. some newspapers have to be able to squeeze <laughs> it in to a six-panel strip. So it's an eight-panel strip, but the first two are, you know, are some sort of you got, they've got to set up something or got to be slightly whimsical or slightly, yeah. you know, we might have to do away with them. Yeah, out. yeah, depending on what news came in, I suppose sometimes. And the other, yeah. the other interesting thing about this comic strip, it was one of the first strips in the newspaper that was moved from the the funnies as they were called in america to yeah. the editorial content so often it would be moved to the editorial pages to because sometimes it would comment on what was going on at the time you know yeah 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And and sometimes, you know, what it was commenting on, um, you know, would be enough to get it kicked off the editorial pages <laughs> yes, and people would yeah. drop it in a way that you don't ever saw. Nobody ever dropped Coward and Hobbs, did they? No, that's true. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll have um, a few examples of that we're going through. In May 1975, he won a Pulitzer Prize, for the, uh, which was um, awarded to an, uh, an act, first one ever awarded to an actual newspaper strip editorial cartooning award, which is pretty interesting. There's a great quote from President Ford. He, and he, I'll read it to you. It says, There are only three major vehicles to keep us informed as to what is going on in Washington. The electronic media, the print media, and Doonesbury, and not necessarily in that order. <laughs> that was a great quote. Yeah, from the man who uh, who stopped Nixon getting arrested. God bless him. You know, he came out with that. It was yeah. pretty interesting. Um, I, I do find now, even now, my sort of knowledge of American history, you know, is skewed through a prism of, <laughs> oh, I've read about that in Doonesbury, or yeah. in like Doonesbury 1973, or oh, I think I know about that. And I sort of think, well, I think I know about it because I read about it in the funny pages. You know, I, I yeah. have to sort of accept that this is maybe not quite how everybody else remembers it or, yeah. or actually, you know, it's, you know, these you know, elements of it are forgotten. And you think, no, 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 I remember, you know, him, you know, he was, you got people, like, I guess, like John Bolton. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. who, you know, were for a I've number just read his book. of US, yeah. Yeah. of a number of US presidents. So you've got some people you might think, Oh, I remember him. He yeah. was you know I I remember him being lampooned twenty years ago because he was working for, you know, yeah. Bush's father and now he's back working for this next president. So you know, so some you know, you get this weird sort of oh, he appears. And well, I'm sure we'll get onto it, but you know, Trump appears. Well, I was gonna say lot. he's quite prophetic there, isn't he? Because Trump yeah. I think he's done a, an interview did, there's very few interviews you can find from him, but there's one he did on MSNBC on the Rachel Maddow show where he went on and was questioned about how did he predict in 1987 that Trump would be president? Because <laughs> he actually started saying that, I mean, Trump hates him. They, they, they do hate each other, I yeah. think, to be fair. But the um, he does start saying, uh, I think he, his first quote about being president was from a Trudeau cartoon. I think it was, yeah, yeah. I th- yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, there are lots of, you know, I mean, I, I guess, they, you know, they were both living in New York at the time, and obviously, you know, Trump has that sort of Playboy thing going on, yeah. you know, uh, in the, in the 80s, and and obviously, you know, he's a horrible, caricaturable person, you know, yeah. you know, he's he's ripe um, for you know for being for being ridiculed, but I mean, I'm sure there were plenty, you know, there were other horrible people in New York in the 80s, and, and they don't make it into the, into uh, Doonesbury in quite the same way that <laughs> yeah. Trump does. Yeah, he um, said, I think he gets asked, did you ever speak to him? And he said, no, but I've observed him in the wild. I believe the phrase he used. He says, "I've seen it. I've seen him the back of his head as he's walked past me." And he says, yeah. "You just can't capture that in on film or in a cartoon." He says, "It just doesn't work." The the ridiculousness <laughs> of his hair. But yeah, it's interesting. There are, there are some Sunday strips about you know the structure of you know Trump's hair and you know, how to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> just you know. <laughs> And he's um he had a book out, didn't he? Because it's called Huge or something like that. It's called, which is all about the yes. Trump stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So they've got so no, you know, so you know, when it was a daily strip, you know, there was a sort of a reprint volume, you know, coming out, you know, quite often. Cause, yeah. You know, you're 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 churning through it a bit. Yeah. Um, but and there are yeah, it's a sort of a trilogy of books, I suppose, that have covered you know the last four four years. Uh, yeah, and, and Huge was the first one, and that is a sort of a, a collection. You know of uh, of Trudeau's uh, work on Trump. This is really this is really Which interesting. I yeah, have you got them with you? They were good, are they? Or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I've I've got a, a couple of shelves worth of of doing. Oh, you sent me a picture of your shelves. You're doing three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the it's I went to the National Cartoonist Society Awards last year, and mm. um, it's quite a big thing. 
Um, I was chatting to a, a cartoonist called Joe Dator, D-A-T-O-R. If you, if you look his stuff up, he's a superb guy, really nice guy, and very, very funny in, in print, you know. And um, he was saying to me, it's a big thing to get a book out. He says, all right, being a cartoonist, he says, we all, you know, we, we, we churn that we do a cartoon a day or whatever it is, we, you know, we're down to. But getting them collected yeah. and getting them on the shelves of W.A. Smith or Waterstones is a big thing. Um, and he was after, and he'd just been told, oh, you, we're going to start, you know, putting your strips out in books. And he was very pleased. Um, so it's quite a big thing. And for um, for Trudeau, he, he had a yearly book, didn't he? So I, the only thing I can compare it to, Rich, is something like Giles over here. Do you remember you used to get that yearly Giles book, didn't you? Yeah. It's sim- a little bit similar to that in format, isn't it? But with the strips in it. And that, and I'm taking that one of those will come out every year, would it? Or Yeah. So there's so I remember that so the first book I got was a, was a reprint volume and it was called What Is It Tink? Is Pan in Trouble? Right. Uh, and features on the front cover one of the other characters called uh, called Zonka Zonka Harris yes. uh, yep. and that's sort of it's sort of square and what's it got it's got about 100 pages and you get sort of uh, six strips you know on every couple of pages and this was and this was the first book I'd seen sort of advertised in the Guardian to say right, there's okay. a whole there's yep. a whole reprint and I thought wow a whole oh I could I could read a whole load of these strips because I was reading them every day and yep. enjoying them but I didn't have any books so one i think it came out in about 90 what i going to say 90 yeah 92 oh, so i you know, or... uh, no no what is it tink oh, is okay. pan in trouble right so i went like, like and i found this book you know in a sort of a local bookshop you know so i spent some of my you know my christmas money on this and thought wow this is amazing i do <laughs> reprint and i opened it up and literally on the second page there's a list of all the books that had been published before this one and I kid yeah. you not, there are 40 books on there. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's almost a bit like a Christmas annual feel to it, isn't it? Yes. To me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just, you know, it's coming out, you know, that, that pace around, you know, Davy Strip, you know, you just, you know, you will, you will race through them. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are, you know, there are a lot of books. And like I say, I thought, oh, this is brilliant. I've got a Doomsbury book. And then I suddenly realised that, oh, my God. There are a lot of Doomsbury books out there, and you know, that was it. That was my, you know, yeah. that was. It's part of our addiction. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. The addiction I'm like, that we right, suffer. Well, I better start getting these, and yeah, <laughs> discover the gosh. You know, uh, suddenly I was like, oh, there's a shelf in Gosh where they have. Oh, I didn't you know, know that. Okay. Uh, a lot of them lined up here, and yeah, and then yeah, just started working my way back through through all the all the history of them uh, to collect them. Yeah, they're not so. too bad on eBay. I think you pointed me in the direction of this one, yeah. and I think it was only like nine yeah. quid or something. It wasn't too bad. It's, yeah. and it's a good long read. It does take you a while. Um, <clears throat> let's move a little bit through the history of Doonesbury. So um, in 1977, the 27th of the 11th, 1977, we got an animated Doonesbury on NBC, um, which won the jury prize at Cannes, believe it or not. Pretty cool. And it got an Oscar nomination, which I wasn't aware of. I've never seen this. Have you ever seen it? Um, I, no, I haven't, if I'm honest. I, I, I'm there's little bits of it on YouTube, aren't there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think there's a, there's even like, there's a sound... Soundtrack, yeah. There's an OST. Soundtrack yeah. as well. So, um, yeah. So, no, no, I, I, I have to say, I haven't, I haven't seen it. There's, 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 it's, I've, I've read plenty of books, and I've... Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a few bits that I haven't done, so that that would be one I of them. I don't mean to uh, shame you, Richard. I know you're a proper fan. It's fine, yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the um, 1983 uh, to 1984, so January 83 to October 84, which is quite a long time, he went on hiatus. Yeah. Now, this is quite unusual. We talked about this a bit with um, Watson, mm. but this is quite unusual yeah. for newspaper strips because people were desperate, and I suppose the um, the syndicate must have been thinking, come on, we're making our money out of this geezer, and he's he's taken like a big, almost two years off. Um, but during that time, he was he was working on the, 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 the Doonesbury musical, 
<laughs> um, <laughs> which was a Broadway it show. It was actually, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It lasted yeah. 100, well, 104 the, performances. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the Universal Press Syndicate, who, he, who you're right, who he started out with, um, when he started out with them, um, you know, they were two guys. Yeah, he was the first trip, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, you know, they were sort of doing this on the on the sly, you know, um, and which meant that weirdly meant that actually, um, the contract, you know, Trudeau signed with them, you know, turned out to be fantastic because it meant that he retained copyright of the strip. Right. You know, okay. He, he, he yeah. Had, he didn't sign it away, uh, and that's why you know you you know the. For a strip that publishes, like you say, a book a year, you know, when any cartoonist thinks getting one book out is pretty good, you know, and gets a book out a year, we sell, you know, hundreds of thousands of copies. Yeah. You know, there isn't, there isn't a sort of a Disneyfication of the brand around, you know, loads of T-shirts, loads of other people drawing it. There, you know, that that doesn't yeah. exist. You know, he still owns the copyright, and you know, in a way that somebody like Pat Mills would, would appreciate. I'm sure, you know, yeah. I'm sure it'll be, you know, when he dies, that'll be it. You know, it'll just be like. Nobody else is, you know, nobody else is going to do this instead. You know, it's, I kind of like, I like that. I like the cleanness of that. I think, yeah. I think, I'd, I think, um, keeping it tight like that. He doesn't keep it quite as tight as Watson. So because we get this musical, we get this album, we get this yeah. stage play. You know, we get the cartoon sort of thing. But yeah, it does. And there's, there's a genuine, genuine, nice thing. I think that the single vision. I think it's quite, I quite often miss these days in comics. But yeah, so 1994 National Cartoonist Society Award he won. 1995 he won the Reuben Award. Um, 2013 he took another hiatus um and he worked on the series alpha house which is on i think it's on prime you can see it yeah 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 I, yeah yeah I, I, uh it's a two series of of uh, of alpha house um yeah the, so yeah so he was i think he was, he was writing that so he initially sort of took a hiatus from the strip so they started running reprints yeah from monday to saturday and then would run a, a new sunday strip uh while he was writing the two series of alpha house that ran which is like a so the house in question is a house in which a number of U.S. senators live in yes. in Washington, and they are a mixture of Democratic and Republican senators. And it's a, a, a TV series about their sort of their the short their shortcomings, the political shortcomings, and life on the hill. Uh, yeah. And while they're all sort of living in this slightly frat house atmosphere. Yes, I suppose. Uh, with, uh, John Goodman. He's I very good. Isn't it? I've watched it. It's not particularly yeah. hilarious. You know, I think it suffers from stuff like In the Thick of It and Veep have sort of done it before and yeah. done it better. But it's a, it's a not a bad watch yeah. for little sort of half hour things because it wasn't his only foray into movies and TV because he actually worked with Altman, didn't he? In '88, he did a, a TV miniseries yeah. called Tanner '88, which is about a, a political candidate and. It was a bit like an early Bob Roberts kind of to me. There was a, a touch of the sort of cynical political story about yeah. it. Yeah. You can actually watch it all on YouTube. I found it today. It's all on there. Oh, right. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I've never seen uh, Tanner 88. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, uh, so, yeah. So we went on that hiatus, like I say, in 2013 to do Alpha House and then really, you know, hasn't come back from it apart from doing the Sunday strips. Um, but I think he, he maybe controls the, um, there's a Twitter feed. Okay. Um, for uh, so there's a character in the strip um, who's been a, who's been in it, you know, since the sort of the early days, uh, called Roland Headley, um, right. and he is the sort of he's like the the journalist sort of character. So he represents. Well, there's a couple of journalists in it, but he's yeah. one of them, um, and he sort of represents. There's a, there's a journalist who sort of was an investigative journalist for the Washington Post, so he's a sort of the left leaning journalist, and then there's this character. Roland B. Headley Jr., 
who is uh, more of the, the right wing side of things. And he sort of fictionally works for uh, Fox News. Uh, <laughs> Good old and, Fox News. So, oh, well, so, you, you, we do miss him a bit when we've got characters like Tucker Carlson and Hannity and stuff like that on television. I think, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he could, uh... yeah, yeah, he started off as, as this sort of parody character. And now... You know, he's he's he becomes less parodic every day. You know, he's like, no, no, <laughs> yeah. he looks like a real. He's a real. Surely there are people there. He's a real journalist, but he almost could be, given what he's up against. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so at real R B H J R um, is a sort of daily uh, political tweets. Oh, um, I have a look about it. So uh, which are which, which are fun um, and you know and and come up in the in the strip and yeah you know he's just a, a ridiculous character who used to in the strip tweet before there was a twitter account you know i think yeah, i think the first one he says i'm about to scratch myself hold on <laughs> <laughs> everything you know he just puts i mean you know people you know he's one of these people who puts you know every he can't you know it's like eight hours a day he spends typing well, people with no in the monologue you just put everything on twitter you're kidding me aren't you? <laughs> yeah, that yeah. yeah. it's all it comes out unfiltered <laughs> in this sort of bizarre right-wing sort of uh, uh character roland headley jr so um, <laughs> yeah look at it but i think trudeau writes those um okay that's cool now you mentioned there um about there was a number of times that he became um there was a little, a little bit of a drama um, a, a little bit of a ruffle in the in the feathers of um, newspapers and stuff about stuff he put in his story. And I thought we might just mention a few of them. The, I mean, this is not Garfield. Let's face it. You know, there's no, it's not. No. Uh, um, November nineteen eight, November nineteen seventy six is the first time that premarital sex was shown in a comic strip. Pretty That's such a oh. Uh, when I say I love that, what what I mean is <laughs> the, the. I mean it's a it's it's set up so beautifully it's with two characters uh that you know that, that you really you know have been set up uh, that you really love and care about who you yeah. know had not been you know lucky in love as you might say um and it just it doesn't happen you know there's sort of it's set up over four days i think okay uh, you right know, the sort of you know the sort of it's 16 panels really but it's split over these four days and it ends up with this it's a, mainly a wordless strip for for a couple of days and it just ends up with this shot of two you know consenting cartoon characters in bed uh, and that was it you know it all kicked off you know imagine showing made up people in bed I mean, it was, <laughs> and it's, it's so madness. amazing that we i mean we'd been in and come out of you know the summer of love at that point you know this is years this is eight years after 68 you know you would think people would be used to this i mean what what was going on in the movies at the time you know you would think Christ <laughs> almighty, you know um yeah, let's take our clothes off because they're freezing on you. There, somebody said in Logan's Run once around that time. You know, so it's sort of, uh, yeah, it's incredible. Um, it's, it's it's very strange, and it's so you know, like I say, it's so you know, well done and illustrated in terms of the. I yeah. wonder where they are. You know, it's, it's one character is looking for these other two characters, and she's sort of just and she's ringing, and this, you can see the phone ringing and ringing and ringing, and it's like, but there's nobody there, and it's just the camera just sort of pans out. Uh, from there and then you know ends up in another house you know where where, you right. know, where this guy lives uh and then and then brilliantly she then this there's this character Ginny. she's trying to contact her friend who, who's the woman in the relationship Joni. right uh and, and so she ends up she can't Joni's not at the house where she should be so she rings rick because she knows that rick is her boyfriend so she rings rick to sort of say you know she wants to say you know where where is she where's she gone 
Yeah. Uh, and in, and Joni has to answer the phone because her friend Ginny is in the shower. So and just the way you know Joni's very tentatively sort of picking up the phone. She's just wrapped it in a towel. And she just sort of says, "Hello," and Ginny says, "Is that you, Rick?" <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliantly knowing way about well. This, the house I'm ringing is where this man Rick lives. Who else would be answering his phone? And she knows it's her best friend, and she knows what's going on. Okay. Um, yeah. It's just you know, but, it, but it's beautifully done, and yet somehow you know it's still you know, like I say, made up people taking their clothes off. You know, is is too much for some people. Yeah. You know. Well, likewise, the same year in February, um, one of the characters, Andy, came out as gay, um, and it, as is completely unthinkable now, a number of newspaper yeah. chains in the states dropped that strip. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Andy Lippincott was the first character to come out as gay. Um, there's another gay character who's been in it, you know, for a longer time. And, you know, and in some ways, you know, it gets worse for Andy because, you know, he comes out as gay, you know, which causes a, a furor and causes people to, to drop the strip, you know, but eventually Andy will die of AIDS. Yeah, um, oh, okay. you know, right. We, you know, which again will, you know, you know, kicks off a furor again, you know, in a way that, I mean, I think, the, you know, people sort of, when newspapers drop the strip, you know, I think they, I think they come back to it quite quickly. Yeah, I think sometimes it can just be a single strip, can't something. it? Yeah. Yeah, so we're not showing this today because it's filth. You know, there are two cartoon characters in bed. Yeah, I mean, what have we got what tomorrow? Anything. It's like that, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. When we get back to bashing the president, that's fine. We'll be, you know, normal service <laughs> yeah, will be yeah. resumed. Yeah. But, but while they're naked, this is not, it's not happening. It's not yeah, possible. we'll get back so. to the drugs, alcohol, yeah, back to the all this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It was one I, I didn't really know about, and I haven't had a chance to research properly yet, but was there one that was pulled that um, showed what happened in Tiananmen Square as well? Got a feeling... Um, there, There is a, a character, uh, Honey Juan, um, who is right. um, a duke, you know, who we've been reading about. Yes. You know, he's sort of... He's, she would be his his lover, but he's you know just treats <laughs> yeah. her like a, you know like like a sort of a. a In fact, she know, says to uh, him at one point, "Sir, I'm tired of being your love slave." I believe is a quote <laughs> I wrote down from her. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, yes. go on. And, and yeah, uh, they, I mean they do get married at one point. Um, <laughs> Everything's happened to him. I think he does everything yeah. in the whole universe in the book you've sent me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she goes back to at one point she goes back to her um, class of what would it be? Class of '89 yeah, reunion, right. yeah, um, and it's and obviously and she goes back and you know she's end, she ends up wandering around Tiananmen Square looking for the class reunion and doesn't quite understand what's going on in the rest of Tiananmen Square. Right. You know, she's like, but, but where's the geography class? You know, and they're like, <laughs> so um, yeah, so yeah, she, she's sort of the, the Chinese character. Okay, uh, um, in, in the strip, um, a couple of other ones that I thought were great was um, because of the term. Um, semen streaked dress in a strip featuring clinton a certain president clinton um, <laughs> so a lot of newspapers a lot of newspapers dropped that one semen streaked straight uh semen streaked dress i think i was in that band in the 80s but that's the uh, <laughs> they, a lot of papers went we're not having that and they dropped it but look at us now we all talk about it now don't we it's all over you know everyone kind of just accepts it um he spoke quite openly about W. Bush's cocaine and alcohol dependency. That caused it to get dropped quite a lot. And there were some stories linking Dan Quayle with drug dealers. Who, oh no, whatever happened to Dan Quayle? Um, and a lot of papers dropped the strip because of that as well. So he does he does sort of court controversy, doesn't he? He does enjoy yeah. it, I think. Yeah. And the um, and he has other strips talking about um, Frank Sinatra's mob links as well. Yes, um, yeah. There is like a photo of like, you know, 
Sinatra hanging out with these wise guys. He know, draws a good uh, wise guy, I've got to tell you. <laughs> you know, but that's a photo, you know, of Sinatra with some wise guys. You know, you can <laughs> unwish it away as much as you like, but that's what it is. You know, and, you know, very. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so again, you know, he's. I think. You know, they're, they're, they're truths. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. I think the one controversy that I didn't um, perhaps agree with. Um, which is one of my devil's advocate questions. Well, not devil's advocate, it's just something I don't agree with. Is he, he was quite heavily critical of the Charlie Hebdo cartoons, wasn't he? He's got a thing where he, I've heard him talk on a couple of... Well, I read an interview with him and I heard him talk about it and he was talking about you don't punch down in comedy, you punch up. And I, I thought that's a, yeah. a rather naive thing to say, my friend. It's, um, I, I think, I don't know whether he regrets it or not, but he certainly said it a couple of times about how wrong they were to print those cartoons. Um, which is an interesting stance to take for someone so liberal, I think. You know. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it, the like I said that. I mean, that that doesn't come up in the strip, so I hadn't really come a, across that and, right. until I was doing some research for this as well, and, and realised that yeah, there had been this sort of furore around, like I say, the you know, I think he gave a speech and was talking about, like I say, the the Charlie Hebdo cartoons and you know, calling it out as a you know a bad idea. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, like you say, it's, I think yeah, that was almost like immediately so. afterwards. I think <clears throat> perhaps he should have watched to see which yeah. way the wind blew on that one. I think for a while, but yeah, uh, yeah. okay. Um, so a couple of things. So if we rewind a little bit back to his first, um, his first hiatus. Um, now I know Shorts called him unprofessional for it, but <laughs> you, you're going somewhere when you upset the bloke who does Snoopy. But yeah, that's easy. <laughs> um, and when he came back from that, it changed, didn't it? The strip took a different direction is that right yeah that's right i mean the beforehand i mean we're talking about you know what what cartoonists said about him um yeah so al cap oh yeah you know, the, the, the little uh, little abner yeah. creator um talking about how the strip used to look you know before the hiatus often you would have four panels that would be very very similar yes uh you know and then that was done um as trudeau says you know that minimalist aesthetic aesthetic uh was that if the art was stripped down and unchanging the reader would naturally focus on the dialogue okay which is quite interesting an, which is an interesting idea is that well actually you, you don't have to look at the pictures the pictures are the same what <laughs> yeah. you got to read but then there's al cap famously uh, famously quipped anybody who can draw uh, bad pictures of the white house four times in a row and succeed knows something i don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's a joke that I'll I'll dig it for a while, and then eventually I'll go. He's done it again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think there's a bit of that. Yeah, yeah. But as I understand it, when he came back from the um the break, the long break, he um yeah. his character started aging in real time. Is that right? Yeah. So they've so the strip starts in 1970. It goes on hiatus right at the end of 1982. So basically, they're still at college in 1982. Yeah. So you know they they because they they're at college and they sort of end up living in a commune. But there's you know there's like in, in the strip terms, yeah, it's 12 years, and they haven't really, you know, they've aged about four years, really, <laughs> yeah. but I see it's taken 12 years. So after that, uh, so on, after the hiatus, there's then there's just like, almost like a, not a fast-forwarding, but actually when they come back, you know, characters have got married, they've got jobs, you know, they've yeah. really, they've moved away uh, from that sort of student lifestyle towards real life. Um, and now, uh, while they're not quite, you know, aging at quite the same rate as the rest of us that you know they, they are definitely moving on yeah uh, yeah and i mean in the strip now so you've got mike uh, doonesbury who's the lead character you know he has a daughter alex and alex has kids right so, okay you know, yeah there are characters in it it was like third generation characters um 
because they are you know they are aging you know mike is you know is uh yeah he's not quite you know whatever he would be in real terms yeah. um but but you know he's not far off it you know and he has those you know uh so yeah so it's, it's interesting like i said that they are living that life uh as it were and they yeah, are, and I they think are like we i mean you, like yeah i mean you sent me a big a big poster earlier today on on the um on the message <laughs> of all the characters and i believe someone referred to it online that i read it which i thought was a great a great quote said you get character shock from this just trying to pin down and i started writing out all the characters in preparation for tonight and i gave up at 22 so uh, that, that's no that's not even a quarter is it there's m- many more than that um there are there are many more than that i mean you know there's been a lot of people in EastEnders, and it doesn't <laughs> yeah. stop you watching. Very true. You know, Very one, true. One episode, there will be you know layers within that that if you had been watching from the start, you would yeah. go, ah, that's the third generation Mitchell or you know what Fowler or whatever they are. Yeah. And there would be some callbacks that you would think, oh, that's interesting. That relates back to this, or this family have been at war with that family for thirty years, and I really get that and I really dig it. We don't have to know all the battles that went on in the past. And uh, I think a bit, for, know, stop you watching it. a bit for sort of crazy OCD collectors like I know you and I both are. There's something to yeah. be said for, you know, oh, who's that? I need to find out a bit more about that character. There's a little, it's fun, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah. Investigating yeah. these characters is good. I think that's really yeah. good. Um, the other thing, we're going to move on and, and talk a little bit about um, Un- Uncle Duke in a second. But um, yeah. the other thing I want to bring up is he doesn't, and there's something that literally I read the morning you messaged me this. Actually, it was funny enough, we were in Sim- Simpatico about um, working working our way through the research. But he doesn't, he doesn't, he only pencils. Is that right? That's right. He, yeah. he, he, so so he does the pencils. Somebody yeah. else does the inks. Somebody else does the colours. Um, and that came from, um, I mean, literally. So he'd done these sort of his undergraduate stuff at Yale uh, yeah. and had got the it placed the strip with the Universal Press Syndicate uh, and, and it, you know they'd placed it in 26 newspapers I think at, at the start um, and he was like oh well that's very nice but you know I've got to go back I've got this sort of postgraduate stuff I want right, to okay. do yeah um, and I think he actually the strip could have started earlier yeah but he he, he was like no no I'm still, in, I'm still at university and I was <laughs> trying to finish my course you know um, I can't let you have it now because I you know I'm busy being an undergraduate <laughs> Right, okay. Um, so, so Universal Press sort of wait for a year for him to sort of, and they think, oh, brilliant, you've graduated. And then he says, oh, yeah, but now I want to be a postgrad. And, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so essentially, he goes back um, and uh, to do, but commits to doing the strip, but realizes that actually, you know, the, what he signed up for and the, the course he's on is, you know, is too much for him to do more than the pencils. Uh, and, and I've read him say that actually, redrawing it you know doing the inking you know is is repetitive by which i mean you know it's just a repeat of yeah. what's gone on previously. tracing i believe it's called yeah 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 so <laughs> you know that he's like well i'm not really into that you know the fun for me is drawing the strip yeah. you know initially doing the pencils and um, so that's the bit that, that he loves and so he's worked like that you know since 71 um but i don't you know uh, as you know that wasn't always not that it affects the integrity of the strip, but that wasn't always clear. And when it became clear much further down the line, there was a, again, a bit of a kerfuffle about, well, hang on, that's, it feels weird to say cheating because the whole American comic book industry is built on, there are people penciling, there are people thinking, <laughs> and there are people colouring. Yeah, look at so any why, credits page. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So why you would think, well, this guy, well, why would you be doing it differently? You know, he's... he's yeah, uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. It's, it's very odd. Yeah, it's... But, uh, uh, 
I, it doesn't dilute it for me. I don't. I think there's there's no. an argument to say that it's not a single vision, but no, he, he, he people are going over the lines that he created and they're colouring the bits he tells them to. So, uh, and he writes it. He doesn't letter it, but he does write it. So, yeah, I, I get that yeah. completely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's no like I say, it's no different from you know the way the rest of the American comic book industry works. So I'm not you know why you'd hold it to a different standard. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. Totally. You know, yeah. You know, if you're looking at sort of British comic books. You know, of you know, you might think, oh, there are people in there who are penciling, inking, and colouring. You know, on some of those strips. Yeah. Um, but you know, for for most comics, uh, you know, uh, penciler, inker, colourer. Yeah. Uh, and he's doing one a day. Let's face it, for most of it, he did one a day. So yeah, yeah I forgive him completely. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. And he's got all these yeah. sort of Upper West Side New York parties to go to to, to snobbishly talk to people, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? So. <laughs> <laughs> see, see what Bill Watson's doing. Yeah. <laughs> spying. Yeah. What's he drinking? The um. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about um, Uncle Duke. Now, the the yep. collection is I've got is called Action Figure, and it collects it's stories almost almost entirely about Uncle Duke. Uncle, it's actually called the Unvarnished and Definitive oh. Story is the name of it. Um, uh, unashamedly, Duke is is based on Hunter S. Thompson. I'm going to say, um, there's there's so Correct. many there's so many little callbacks to him there, isn't there? Um, he has a number of jobs throughout. Well, he has numerous jobs in this, and I'm going to list a few. He's a Gonzo journalist. He's a governor. He's an ambassador. He's a coach. He's a fugitive. He's he actually is a zombie at one point. Um, <laughs> he is a zombie. Yeah. He's a right, drug yeah. dealer. He's an embezzler. He's a friend of Nazis and a hirer of Elvis, and uncle to Zonka. And that's that's not even <laughs> half of it, to be fair, is it? Yeah. You can see what I thought of you, Tony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's he is my favourite character of everyone. Um, yeah. I do find some of them slightly annoying and probably I'll give them a slap if I met them at a party um, <laughs> but he's the one he's, he's just obnoxious and doesn't really care about anyone else and yeah. just does what he likes um, to the point of um, at one point he's just drugging football players is one I just read um, hey, for the, for the, that's interesting for the as we now call them the Washington football team yes um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you're right yeah he gets this job I mean he has like I say all, all these crazy jobs that he that he flits between you know he's um he doesn't really you know have have a a, a career plan apart from uh you know get, getting getting off his tits on on all the substances <laughs> known known to man that's the main plan and then the job sort of fits in around that um but, he, but yeah yeah at one point he ends up being the coach of the washington redskins <laughs> uh, as we as we don't call them anymore uh and and yeah like you say um he gets this big Samoan. He has this big Samoan football player, and he steals the pension fund to hire this guy. <laughs> right. And he's just, you know, it's just rules are, are, are not there for him. You know, they're they're there for other people. Uh, so yeah, he's this fantastic Hunter S. Thompson. And he's character. everything. Um, he's a shit magnet, isn't he? So wherever wherever he goes, yeah. it turns in mostly his fault. It turns into a big shit sandwich. The, um, yeah. The, for example, in the football team, he, he, they, there's somebody goes and like grasses him up like deep throat out of. Um, you know, out of a thriller, he goes and grasses him up to to people in you know, and it, it's just the it is it is so much like a Hunter Hunter S Thompson book, you know, where he's just travelling through life, getting himself in trouble and doing an awful lot of narcotics and alcohol and sex, you know, that's kind of where he sits. So to such a point where he does so much to himself, he dies. Yeah, he's dead for yeah, about I three mean, episodes, isn't he? Or three three stories. <laughs> isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then there's a whole bit where they then you know they dig him up, don't they? You know he's in the coffin. You know it's quite you know not not a lot of sketching that week. You know it's mainly there's a few quite a lot of black panels that week where he goes, 
uh-oh, this isn't, yeah. yeah. But you're right, yeah, R- Riley, um, you know, grasses him up to one of the other characters in the strip, uh, Rick, Rick Redfern, who's this sort of left-leaning Washington Post, you yeah. know, journalist. But but you're right, in some way, you know, if you sort of step back and look at, you know, the rest of the strip and the rest of the characters, I mean, there are a number of characters, I suppose, in the strip who are, you know, right-wing characters, you know, who are there, you know, either not not to be lampoon for their views yeah you know but sort of to put those those views across uh and yet there's also uncle duke you know who is this sort of whirlwind you know whatever hurricane figure in the middle you know in you know completely at odds with everything and everybody else and like i say the, the you know the the stuff and the antics that he gets up to you know are completely at odds you would think with you know um uh Gary Trudeau and his sort of, you know, nice Upper West Side. You know, <laughs> yeah, there is, isn't there? Yeah, you can uh, imagine him uh, and Gary. Uh, well, it's Bill Watson sort of, you know, uh, 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 one-upmanship. Um, you can imagine but, Trudeau. But yeah, you can imagine Trudeau meeting him at a party and just Trudeau would shit his pants because he wouldn't know what's <laughs> happening. You know, he would he'd spike him, wouldn't he? You know, is that? <laughs> there's there's an awful lot of it as well. I just he is like Hunter S. Thompson, but he's like Hunter. I mean, Hunter S. Thompson is a fucking, or was certainly not the sanest man in the world. But there is a lot of Hunter S. Thompson, but without the brains. So he's he just sort of falls <laughs> yeah. through. I mean, Hunter S. Thompson, given his his due, was an, an amazing writer, you know, even towards yeah. the end. But I don't think um, Uncle Duke actually manages to write anything when he's a journalist, does he? He keeps getting told off for not hitting deadlines and actually producing anything, and he sort of goes missing. Yeah, because yeah, he's he's working for Rolling Stone at the start. That's isn't he? right. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, at the very start, um, and he's actually in a self-induced drug coma. This is how <laughs> they first, first ever sort of, you know, uh, meet meet him uh, as a character. Um, and yeah, and he's been and he's been trying to write these articles. Um, yeah, here we go. My piece, my piece for the Christmas issue of Rolling Stone, the finest, most savage article I've ever cranked out. My shoplifting conviction. That's I've been right. writing this thing for months. I'm finally beating it into shape. <laughs> Uh, and actually, you're right, you know, or he's, you know, records things into his, into his dictaphone. And because actually, you know, he's been off his head on, you know, whatever it was the night before, he, he plays the tape to like his editor uh, at Rolling Stone. And it's just him giggling into <laughs> there. <laughs> I'm not printing this, Duke. Go away and write things. <laughs> I think at one point he says, you've got to go and write an article. You know, you've got to show your bones again. You've got to show your words. Go and write an article on Cher. And he says, me, Cher, I, do you know what kind of writer I am? And, and he goes, I don't think, I don't think Cher will mind. You know, it's like, <laughs> he's always with the last line. There's a lot of a lot of his strips, Trudeau. He he, he does you with the last line, doesn't he? And it's not always a big yeah. laugh out loud one, but it's it it's a it's a counterpoint one almost. You know, he he turns it on that last page, on that last panel. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the bits where he's, I mean, it's not in this book. You know, in in other books of the time, like those sort of annuals that were that were coming out. Yeah. The sort of the humiliation of the meetings he has to go to, and they sort of sit around like the share, and there's a task force on Rolling Stone to cover share. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh, I'm I'm a friend of the hairdresser, and all, and the other person on the, oh, well, I know somebody she went to school with, and they're all, you know, it's just, it's like I imagine, you know, it's ter- it's terrifyingly what journalism passes for these days in a lot of yeah. magazines. You know, it's like it's all, you know, it's the equivalent of you know, just scanning through people's Twitter feeds looking for a story, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, yeah, and, yeah. and he has to sort of sit there while these, you know, these complete numpties, you know, are sort of talking about a haircut or, you know, what a pedicure or something. And he's like, and he's just, oh, he can't, you know. Yeah, when you were sitting on that like, cannon, what were you thinking? You know, it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, he does, um, 
I'll tell you who he reminds me of. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'd love to ask Warren Ellis whether he, he used him as an informa- inf- um, inspiration for uh, Spider Jerusalem in Transmetropolitan. I think uh, there's, okay. there's a little yeah. bit of that in there for me. But the other, thing, yeah. the other thing that really shines through is he becomes a politician. So he... He just sort of randomly applies for a job and gets it, doesn't he? Is, a, is he the governor <laughs> of somewhere, I think? Um, hey, go, yeah, the governor of uh, American Samoa. That's it, isn't it? yeah. But, uh, and he goes and does yeah. that, and immediately he just starts stealing and not doing his job and getting in trouble. And stuff <laughs> taking, like. taking bribes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's a, there's, there's, a, there's a real joy to the character that I, I don't enjoy it as much when, when Trudeau's bearing down on current affairs, but when he's... Um, mirroring it with characters like duke then i think i enjoy it more when he does that somehow you know what do you think yeah 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 yeah. no i i, I know what you mean you know he's a great prism at which you know for, for, you know to, to sort of to to look at life through uh and definitely yeah the sort of the the, the the you know what he gets up to you know is you know is laugh out loud funny whereas yeah. often the politics is sadly not laugh out loud funny you know because yeah. actually you know you know trudeau is miserable about the, you know oh my god you know i can't believe what they've done now sort of thing and you know and that's and it's true and he's lampooning it as as best he can but it is still miserable whereas you know duke has free reign to go off and just career yeah. through you know people's lives and expectations uh you know it's this completely self-absorbed self-obsessed um character and just you know he has that you know is that that life that you know people wish they could lead whereas the the politics side of it is like oh this is the yeah. life we're being forced to lead yeah and that's where trudeau loses me i think occasionally um and um this is i'm going to put this to you because i find i find some of his work very um um self-satisfying i find him a little bit um snooty a little bit snobby a little bit, oh, look at down. And from a man who's had, I mean, he's obviously a very well thought of man. He's had 38 mm. honorary degrees, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. he, uh, he, I counted him today. And um, he's uh, a man who, um, even by his own admission, never paid his dues. He did an illustration course, fell straight into a strip, and has been doing it ever since. I mean, he, <laughs> um, yeah. he, he, he is part of the the liberal intelligentsia, isn't he, in a way. Yeah. Um, I find yeah. sometimes... I don't know. I just I I find him a, li- a little bit ill-humoured sometimes. I don't know. What what do you think? Is it, is there a cruelty to what he does sometimes? Um, uh, uh well, a, a cruelty to just to Joe Public almost. You know, <laughs> yeah, to sort of everyday man. Everyday man is yeah. you know, unless you're part of that elite, you seem to get mm-hmm. you seem to get a kick in the ribs sometimes. You know, um, yeah. You you um. I, I I don't know. I, maybe you know. I, I suppose you know. I guess with this book, you know, some of it, some of it is you know, it's just a snapshot of the strips, uh, and yeah. therefore actually hanging it all together, you know, is is. You know, yeah, I mean, this uh, is, this is by yeah, far yeah. the best one you could have chosen for me because this is yeah. a collection of strips throughout the years, uh, and each yeah. paragraph, each um, chapter has a, a little sign at the top telling you what years it is, and it is a collection of yeah. the stories of Duke and where where he yeah. will p- appear intermittently throughout the story. But I think when it's it's not the Duke character I mind so much because he, he's such a caricature. Yes. It's some of the other characters yeah. I find a bit oh, okay. Is this really how? Trudeau thinks that is this really how Mr. Beaky thinks that people live their lives, you know? And it's sort of through his um, his spyglass from the top of his um, rich, you know, where he lives with a, a lady, uh, you know, a CBS anchor. I think she's, <laughs> which is true, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Jane you know, Pauley. Yeah, yeah. It's not, not, 
isn't aimed to yeah yeah he's he's ended up like say at the top of that liberal uh, uh in, intelligentsia um yeah. through uh, through whatever reason um I mean, but, we, we um, like to call it the Hampstedization of comics, don't we? I think this is maybe it started a bit earlier in comic strips. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're more about Billy's boots sometimes. You know, that's I like to see it somewhere <laughs> well, in the yeah. middle, Rich. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I just, I, I I felt yeah. that um, to to maintain my punk credibility, I had to put that out there. I don't want everyone thinking yeah. I've you know got patches for my corduroy jacket yet. But there you go. There's, there's <laughs> that. But um, so a couple of questions then, because look, we're cracking on for an hour again. We always do this. Mm. But the um. Where um, are there any other character standout characters to you that you really enjoy reading? Because he's he, to be he's my favourite, I have to say. But what about yeah. you? Um, so I guess you know, if, for somebody coming at this strip cold like yeah. you have, I guess there are really there. Are, so there's this book, uh, Duke, because it's all you know action figure. Because it's all about one character, Duke, and how he sort of appears, you know, across the strip for a number of years. There, there is a similar uh, book. Um, all about uh so his nephew uh, zonka yeah i quite like um, him he's okay yeah yeah um so so there's a whole book about him and you know in a, in a similar way you know and he's the sort of the um i mean you know they're all living in a you know in a commune at the start but he's the really the sort of the that sort of the best of the of the the hippies i suppose you might say you know he's yeah. that sort of that, yeah. that eternal innocent and you know he you know it's hard to believe you know he's at one end of the scale and duke is at the other end of the scale and yet you know that they're, they're they're related uh and they love each other but yeah they're, but they're you know a million million miles apart um so that's <laughs> that's 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 a, so that's a good one to start with but else can i ask you about one character who appealed to yes. me when i was reading through some yeah. research i think um there was a long interview i think i found it on npr um jimmy thudpucker <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> who is uh, jimmy thudpucker is he's like yeah, a rock yeah, star yeah, or something it? is he or yeah, so he's like, um, so he's an, again, you know, he's one of these characters who, you know, when you look at that big picture of, oh my God, there's a lot of people in the strips. Okay, yeah. I see Jimmy, you know, as, is, you know, he's not, he's not in the strip all the time, but yeah, he's sort of this sort of seventy sort of uh, soft, um, soft rocker. Uh, right. and I mean, they put out sort of albums with his name on, uh, and he's in, in the in the strip. You know, he's this big, huge star, uh, and then. He then re so in the, he probably has his sort of heyday in that sort of 1970s sort of American music way. Right. But then he okay. sort of interestingly reappears through you know the next 30 years of the strips. You know at moments where you know Trudeau is commenting on you know where the music industry is these days. Right. So he sort oh, of okay. uh, so yeah, fun. so he appears at one point around you know he sort of and how he's sort of been. You know, he started as this young character at the sort of the peak of his creative powers. And ever since then, you know, each time you see him, he's a bit older, he's a bit jowlier, and the music he's producing is a little bit more desperate. Right. Okay. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, a little you know, bit of a mirror on produce. reality for some people. Yeah, I get you completely. Yeah. 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 So cough, cough, doing... John, uh, Tom Jones, but there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sort of seven-second jingles and things, you know. It's like, you know, trying to sort of see the musical beauty in, in this thing that he's creating. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. So J Jimmy is a. Anyone else you you quite like? You quite like reading about? Um, I mean, I mean, there are there are a lot of them. Um, is so it Arnie? It is... Arnie Arnold Schwarzenegger appears, but he only appears as a groping hand occasionally. <laughs> that's that's the image they use for him, isn't it? Because again, these real people don't often appear as themselves. Yeah. They appear yeah. as. So he he's. I think they the the. He's not the Terminator. Is he the Grabinator That's or something? Right. You know, and he's just this sort of, you know. <laughs> and um, is it? Um, I was trying to find the name of someone, but is it? Um, Bill Clinton's a waffle. 
That's quite cool. Yes. And uh, yes. Ronald Reagan has a pseudonym. Ronald Reagan is Ron Headrest. <laughs> <laughs> he is Ron Headrest. Um, so um, the, the characters, um, I, I guess, I, you know, I'd just like to, because I've been reading for so long, you know, I just like to know how Mike is getting along. Yeah. Um, you know, because, you know, he will still appear in the strip and, you know, the sort of the, some of that, the struggles with, you know, I mean, he works, you know, the, the concept is that now he works with like a, a tech company in Seattle. Okay. Uh, yeah. He's uh, like in one strip, you know, he'd, he was going to be like a, you know, like a dot com gazillionaire. Uh, and in the next panel, you know, Amazon, instead of or whoever it was, you know, uh, instead of buying him, but just copied his software. Right. Okay. Uh, and that was it. And yeah. he, lost all, and he lost all his money. Right. Yeah, that was <laughs> over, you know, 10 seconds. He was like, oh, my God. You've got all this money, and then 10 seconds later, no, you haven't. It's all gone. Oh, 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 my God. So, I quite like the idea um, of Mr. Butts. So he's just a walking cigarette butt who represents the tobacco industry. That sounds quite interesting. So the, yeah. yeah. The, so there's Mr. Butts, there's Mr. J, uh, who represents the drug industry. Oh, right, there's, okay. Yeah, so they're all you know, this sort of, and again, they're sort of characters who represent, I suppose, you know, these days, you know, you talk about uh, you know, big oil, big pharma, you know, all yeah. those sorts of um things but yeah but mr butts has been in the super long time he was he's invented by by mike doonesbury um early on uh, in the early 80s when mike has left they've left the commune and he has to go and get a job in advertising right okay uh, which, which he hates uh, and he hates completely and utterly uh, but he's sort of a new york yuppie living in a loft apartment with a wife who is a performance artist um and he hates life and he has to sort of you know it's like right what we need is to create, you know, a character that shows sort of the fun, happy side of smoking. And he, and he invents <laughs> Mr. Butts. And then, you know, and he sort of haunts his dreams and he's just like, oh, no, I can't do this. I can't do this. He's, uh, uh, and then he just has then peppered the strip, you know, ever after talking about, you know, each time there is something that comes out about, you know, the, the, the evils of smoking or what the smoking companies, you know, try and do to uh, persuade you that it's, yeah. you know, what about any, it's all fine. What about any other little storylines that you enjoyed? Was there anything that... That you remember, oh, and and please combine this with where a good place would be for someone to start, because it's quite a quite a thing. Looking at the history of this book, it's unless if I was twenty years younger, I might give it a tackle, but I'm not sure I'd read it all the time I died. Do you know it's a bit like that, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah with the, the state of your long boxes, don't yeah, you? I know. Yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not good introducing fifty years. Not of, a of euphemism. A to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, where to start? I mean, it is. Yeah, I mean, really, you know, would I? I have to say, I don't think I would recommend anybody going back to the start okay. because, yeah. um, like I say, you know, the art is very scratchy and, um, you know, it's, you know, some of the stories they cover, you know, were topical at the time, but actually, you know, now you read them, you think either actually this wasn't the big deal it turned out to be, or, you know, it was a big deal at the time, okay. but actually, you know, yeah. history has, has moved on, you know, actually it turns out there were far worse things going on, um, than this um so i would probably start with uh two books uh one would be um uh doonesbury and the art of gb trudeau by brian walker and that's the one um, you've shown me that's the one you've got signed is it that you were showing that's, me that? that's the one yeah, yeah that was yeah i got i got that i've met uh trudeau twice oh nice um, okay first time i met him um was he did a thing at the edinburgh festival all oh, right um, uh, probably 2008, 2009, something like that. And, you know, he's not as reclusive as Waterston. He's not, no. Yeah. But, yeah. but he's still, you know, 
doesn't you know it's not like he's hanging out in europe you know uh, a lot doing stuff why would he be yeah uh, especially you know when you're doing that daily strip you know it's you know it must be difficult to you know to get away um yeah. uh to do it uh, and at that stage you know it really was on my sort of oh my god i'd love to meet gary trudeau and then i spotted this thing in the edinburgh festival you know and my youngest daughter was like you know, it's like, oh, you know, could I leave the house to go to Edinburgh? Just pop to Edinburgh. <laughs> no, it was, you know, very, you know, very selfish, you know, young, you know, very, you know, small child. And, oh, can I do this? My wife was like, yes, you can do it. And it was, oh, my God. Uh, so I went and he did a talk like with uh, um, Steve Bell. Uh, oh, yeah. And, you know, so, you know, it was, you know, left leaning, you know, uh, cartoonists, you know, yeah. uh, uh, put the world to rights for an hour. Um, so 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 that was great. And then and and then a year, about a year later, uh, when I used to work uh, in Bloomsbury in central London. Yeah. Um, and it was near enough to where the cartoon museum used to be that I could sort of pop down there in my lunchtime. Yeah. Uh, you know, and just have a look at the books and things. So one day so I, I went down and there was this big book on the shelf called uh, Doonesbury at 40 okay big, I mean, uh, which which i've which i've got and it you know it weighs several kilograms it's yeah. bloody <laughs> and it's got you know because it's it's not got all the strips from 40 years but it's got a lot of them yeah, okay, yeah. and it's just giving you a sort of potty and i sort of picked it up off the shelf i was sort of flicking through it thinking oh this is quite nice i might put this on my christmas list yeah uh and uh and steve marchant um yes. who, who yeah uh worked there and works there now sort of sidled up to me and said He's coming in this afternoon, and I was like, it, "Oh, is he?" And I thought, you know, that's what, you know, I, you know, there was, you know, a few people knocking around the shop, but you know, he sees me do it, you know, it's very nice to come over and tell me that. I was like, "Is he? That's that's very interesting." Okay, um, I'm on my lunch hour, and now I don't want to go back to work. <laughs> what, what 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 am I going to do? Yeah. Uh, so I was like. Okay, so what I'm going to go and do, uh, and he was like, "Oh yeah, but I don't, but he, Steve couldn't say when he was coming in." Right. Okay. So like, yeah. So I was like, "All oh, right, I can't leave the building really because I don't want to miss him." <laughs> but equally, you know, my, my bag and everything is, at work, you know, I probably have my wallet, and my travel card, and my phone. So I just, you know, I think the statute of limitations has passed, and I've left that job now. You know, I have to <laughs> ring up and say. My young child is very ill. I must rush home immediately. I haven't even got time to go back to the office. <laughs> well, actually, what I did was I rushed to Forbidden Planet around the corner, where I'd, where I'd earlier seen this very nice uh, Doonesbury in the Art of G.B. Trudeau by Brian Walker and thought, that's a very nice book. Um, I wouldn't mind putting that on my Christmas list. I thought, no, 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 I'm going to buy that now because it's only, you know, it was two minutes from the Cartoon Museum. <laughs> Ran back to the Cartoon Museum and just downstairs, I just sort of sat uh, on a stool downstairs you know, reading this book, you know, so I was perfectly happy, you know, yeah. casually reading this Doonesbury book, waiting for Trudeau to appear, uh, which in due course he did. And I think he'd been over really to see his publisher, but he'd arranged to come into the museum to sign some of their books. And That's things. great, man. Uh, yeah. So, you know, which is great. But I just had to sort of casually sit there <laughs> reading this book while Anita, who used to be the curator there, yeah. you know, sort of took him round and sort of showed him the art and the pictures and things and then had to sort of casually. And then, you know, I was sort of thinking, don't let him go, Anita. Don't let him go. Because Steve said he was coming. And I'm really hoping that, you know, nobody else is here and he'll just sign my book for me. Please, please, Anita, please don't let him just say, well, thanks for coming in, Mr. Trudeau. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You. You're tackling, him in, the, the tackling him in the street outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. It's not a good look. Um, but, uh, but, in, but in the end, obviously, Steve must have tipped her off to say I was very keen to meet him. Uh, and um, he very uh, graciously came over uh, and, and signed my book, um, afterwards on it says here yeah, november the 19th 2010 nice. in london 
Um, so yeah, but that was really, you know, it was just that day I happened to go down there. I happened to pick this big book off the shelf and Steve happened to come over and say, he's coming in this afternoon. You know, it, none of those things needed to align. Yeah, but exactly. They all did. Yeah. Uh, it was meant to be. So, you know, and you didn't catch any exactly, shit from work. It was all fine. It worked out fine. We were on a, exactly. we were on a comics mission. That's fine these days, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I missed I missed the comic yeah. uh, the um the comic museum the cartoon museum there because um it was I could go to Forbidden Planet Gosh and um yeah. and Orbital God bless Orbital um in a in a little t- little little sort of triangle of comic shops and then on the way back to the train station I'd walk past there it always seems a bit and I've met you a couple of times there we've met there haven't we a couple of yeah. times but the yeah. um yeah. it was always a bit of a hike to get it's a bit it seems feels like a bit of a hike to get to the other one these days I must make more of an effort I'm just being terribly lazy I think but I must make more of an effort to go there. I've only been there a couple of times, but uh, I must do that more often. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so back to your question. So, yeah, I, so I'd recommend this book about the art of Trudeau because, A, you know, it, it gives a lot of the history of the strip and it gives, um, yeah, and there is a lot of, you know, original art uh, in, in the book in terms of strips that, he, that he's penciled yeah. and, you know, it's a merchandise that have been produced over the years uh, and, you know, and you can lots of the paintings that he's done for the covers of the books that he's done for foreign editions, all sorts of things. So, you know, it's a fantastic sort of selection of things. Uh, and then probably, and then probably Doonesbury out 40, right. which is, you know, weighs yeah. like I say, several kilograms. Um, um, <laughs> but they, uh, you know, it's a, it's a lovely thing. Um, and again, you know, just to give you that introduction, you know, in, into the characters, um, but I would probably, you know, in the same way that, like I say, I've talked about, you know, EastEnders. I would just be like, okay, yeah, just, fine, just, gotta, you yeah. just start now with the with the Trump books because that's just where we are now. Yeah, I'm a great believer in this. But, I, and people say this to me all, all the time. They say, oh, where should I, you know, if I've got to go back to, you know, whatever current comic is running at the moment. I say, well, you wouldn't go back and watch the first episode of Coronation Street, would you? And exactly the same thing. Yeah. You wouldn't, you, you can just jump in, jump in and enjoy the yeah. ride of finding out. Same, same as like reading the odd comic here and there. I'll take a great joy in yeah. figuring out who's who and stuff. You know, it gives you, it gives you a little bit of an investigation. I think this is ripe for that. This is anything I've, uh, you know, even more than say, I don't know, the Avengers or the X-Men, this has got a complicated yeah. class that you can just spend days working out and, following around and he'll he goes off on little tracks doesn't he He follows little tracks off with certain characters and then goes back to other ones and stuff like that yeah yeah i mean i I would think of somebody you know there's a character uh in it called uh kim right uh who is uh married to uh mike mike doonesbury is the main character and so so kim so you know she's younger than he is uh you know she's sort of a techie uh and they're married but actually she appears you know before she appears as this sort of, you know, techie, actually she's in the strip 20 years before. Right, okay. And she's actually um, dinner shown as a, um, like a, like a, one of the uh, Vietnamese boat people. Um, oh, right, okay. Sort of, uh, so she's sort of adopted by this, this couple. And so it's, it's a strip, really, it's a series about, you know, this, you know, couple adopting uh, th- this child who, you know, from, uh, from Vietnam. And so I'd I'd read that strip and I knew that strip, and then you know twenty years later I'm reading it and I think oh she's called and it was and even that so she was called Kim so I knew and yeah. I knew that this character from twenty years before was called Kim right but there's still a lot of strips in between yeah. that I've read that you, you you was and it was something about just the way you drawn her I suddenly thought that's the way you drew that little tiny Vietnamese boat child twenty oh my god it's the same person oh nice you know, that's uh, good you know yeah. and, and it, you know it's you know and 
there's another bit where two of the characters get together and they sort of and somebody says what are the odds and you know self-referentially they say well this is a comic strip the odds are pretty good <laughs> you know, <laughs> that they're going to get together yeah. um but yeah to have that sort of you know that call back to you know if you've been reading this for 20 years you you might go bloody hell that's that character who was in it and if you haven't been reading it for 20 years it doesn't matter yeah, because exactly. the story is about this sort of this central character, you know, and he's had this relationship with his, with his other central characters. It hasn't worked out, uh, but he just gets character gets together with this other character, which you know, which if you really get it, is like is amazing. I mean, that's great. And then the other one, sorry, go on, man. Yeah, yeah go on. I must, no, go on. I must give a shout out yeah. for is I was reading one of the strips today, and he's uh, Mike. It's again about Mike and about his daughter Alex, um, and he's talking to Alex, um, and she is you know, whatever she is, 10, 11, 12. Uh, and she is talking about, you know, growing up and he's saying, Oh, you know, I'm your dad. I, you know, <laughs> I can't think about that. Um, and he says, no, no, it's my eyes. And the way, and you suddenly realize that he has drawn Alex's very wide eyed as a child eyes in a very particular way for the last 10 years. And suddenly in this four panels, he draws her eyes exactly like her dad. Oh, okay. And that's him showing her growing up because now she has become, you know, him. You know, she, that's her becoming an adult is to have his, her eyes drawn exactly the way that he draws. And it's just, you know, yeah. and you just go, oh, hang on, what have you said from there? And you go back to the first panel and she's got these big wide eyes. Yeah. And you go to the fourth panel and she's got eyes like a sort of, you know, half open, half closed sort of lidded eyes. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and just... You think, hang on, you've been drawing it like that for 10 years and now, you know, in a heartbeat, you've you've changed, you know, just to make that sort of a very, it's not a gag, you know, but no, just no, a very yeah. gentle sort yeah, of poignant moment of, um, story yeah. of life yeah. about them growing up. Um, and, you know, th- things like that, that you can you can invest in. Um, you know, yeah, I think so, really man. Right. Yeah, it's very much, um, it doesn't get talked about as much, does it? We don't hear about Doonesbury as much. I mean, years gone no. by, I suppose everything's satire, everything's in your face, everything's on... Fuck it, if it's not on Instagram, it doesn't exist anymore. But yeah, I think people could pay attention a bit more to this sort of thing. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and it's. I think Phil Jupiter is a big uh, is a big Doonesbury fan. Oh, okay. Um, I've I've seen him wear you know like on Buzzcocks you know where yeah. you know Doonesbury badges and t-shirts and you, you can't access them and they're all recorded on the BBC website as a thing that he did. Yeah. But you can't access them. But you know he's done I think programs on sort of you know not quite Jonathan Ross looking for. Well, he did um, the um, the Calvin and Hobbes one. He did that, didn't he? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, exactly. also, we're watching over over the lockdown. Me and my wife, we were watching the Portrait Artist of the Year, and they did a celebrity series of which he was on. And he, rather than doing a portrait, he did a, a comic strip, uh, okay, like a little yeah. newspaper strip thing of the person, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so, so I was thinking, you know, so he's a big comics fan. Actually, Phil Jupiter. So, yeah, I'd love to. I'll get him on the yeah. show. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Get him on. <laughs> yeah. I'll just get him on with Canon. We can bully him. Be fine. <laughs> right thanks man that was brilliant that was excellent that's exactly what i know i knew you'd come on and lay a bit of education on us again so that's good stuff um we're going to take a little we're going to take a break for the advert now and then we're going to just talk to you a little bit about what you've got going on because you've um you continue to be the busiest man in blogging i think <laughs> so um here's the advert find yourself backed into a corner and without help perhaps you've been summoned to the high court for a bankruptcy hearing or Perhaps you've been falsely accused of a serious crime and need legal advice. So look no further. You can call on the Twitter account of a comic book creator who is uneducated and always over-opinionated. In a bind, look no further. Comics Twitter is here for all your needs. 
No refunds. Payments made in sycophantic compliments, not dependable, not dependable or legally binding in a court of law. There you go. That's the uh, the Twitter advert this week. Thank you, guys. Now, now. Wise words. Thank you. Wise, Thank you. Wise, wise words. words uh, yeah. Uh, you can always crowdfund. You can always crowdfund. I mean, I guess your legal fees as well. Yeah. You should approach Kickstarter. See if you I'm going to get a Patreon get, get going just for uh, when Twitter decides to sue me. Yeah, it'll be fine. No, they hired yeah. me. Um, okay. <laughs> so, um, Boys Adventure Comics continues like a crazy person still. You're a, you're a mad person. You know, how many are we up to now? It's got to be 1,600 by now, isn't it? We must be nearing that. Um, not, uh, not quite. As, I think we're up to about 15. 50 is it oh, okay. it's, uh, even, even i struggle to keep up sometimes <laughs> um but uh you so recently i saw the one today was 15, it yeah, 1559 i think oh, we're up to. yeah there. yeah so yeah. um just jake i'd never heard of that before so where did you find that one that's an old comic strip is it of some kind yeah it's an old comic uh reprint just jake uh by bernard uh Graden. um so i had i was looking as ever, you know, I was looking for something else, yeah. and, and I just ended up on somebody's website, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you've got a picture of this thing." Which, so I, you know, so I like um, British newspaper um, strips. You know, they are, even though they are even more <laughs> underappreciated than British <laughs> comic strips. Yeah, are. Right. yeah. So there's a slight element of martyrdom in me that thinks, "No, no, this is good, and th- these things deserve to be celebrated." Uh, and you know, it was just one of those things. I thought, "Oh yeah, that thing. I've, I've never read that." Um, and I just put it on eBay. Oh, it's a really cheap one, right? I'll, I'll get that. Um, <laughs> and then, I, and then uh, it'll be on the blog later this week. I then started to think, oh, actually, there's quite a few of these put out by the. There's it was a strip that ran in the Daily Mirror, right? So sort of post-war Daily Mirror um, strips collected in a sort of a format which is very similar actually to the Doomsbury books. You know, sort of almost square. You know, because you've got oh, four okay. panels. There was. Oh, that's good. So, so it's very it's very similar. Um, so I put it up there just as a sort of this is you know this is interesting this thing I haven't come across uh, and he sort of, you know he looks like a bit of a Terry Thomas sort of character um, th- this guy yeah he really does um, doesn't he yeah. yeah yeah although he's the strip is called just Jake and he isn't Jake but he is sort of he has taken over this sort of this strip <laughs> uh, and talks in this very particular way and I put it up this morning as a uh, you know this is just what's on the blog this morning uh, and then. Uh, it was um, uh, Russell Mark Olsen. Yep. Um, yeah, he's been on it. Good buddy. Uh, so, yeah, um, suddenly then sort of replied and said, oh, you know, I've got a copy of that and some of his original artwork. Oh, wow. I was like, okay. Whoa. Oh, nice. And, oh, yeah. you know, and I was like, oh, I'd, you know, and, you know, that, that's what I love, you know, those sort of things that come up that you go, oh, yeah. That person over there, I would, you know, I would never have made a Venn diagram that said. No, I mean, Russell's from I, the I Southern States of America. You, yeah, it's a strange one. The other, the other thing yeah. you've got me now searching eBay for is yeah. my horse comic from 1973. <laughs> I believe I need to get a copy of this. <laughs> I've got a spare copy. I've got a spare copy. <laughs> that looks brilliant. And I, 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 I genuinely, I've been looking at your Dennis Gifford books because I've got a few of those. Yeah. And there's some great stuff there. So you're trying to sort of list all of Dennis Gifford's books. Is that right? So, yes, yeah, so I did post the other day. I was just, um, I thought, actually, you know, I was just doing something else. I thought, actually, what I, I could really do with is just, you know, a list of Dennis Gifford's comic play books because yeah. he, he did he did plenty of books about films and things as well, yes. which, yeah. um, uh, which I've, I've left out. And so I thought, well, I could just throw those pictures, you know, up quite easily. And then I thought, no, actually, what I should do is I should put them in date order, you know, slightly, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> masochistically. Yeah. But it made it interesting to sort of suddenly, oh, look, you know, those early 90s, wow, they, you know, he put out quite a lot of books then. And, you know, there's a... You know, sort of he's gathering pace as he sort of obviously as you get 
you know, I suppose he gets well known and therefore you can see that, oh, people, oh, can you write us a book about this? Oh, can yeah. you write us a book about yeah. that? And, and, and he does. Basically, at the start, you know, it's like, oh, there's one book in that year and then there's a five year gap until another book comes out. Um, and and as ever, I, you know, I, I, I did it to see what to see what I didn't know, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, and um, somebody I know said, oh, well, there's this one and this one as well. And I was like, brilliant. That's fine. That's exactly what I put it out for, you know, was, was to find those things that I didn't know about. Um, and some of those are those big sort of chunky reference books that people would know and recognize. Yeah, ones I've got, and some yeah. of them. Yeah. And some of them are sort of smaller sort of things, which actually, you know, he, you know, he's written. So there's like a, there's a two Ronnie's book. There's a Walkham and Wise book, you know, where he the cartooning has been provided by somebody. Uh, OK, but, he, but he's written them. But they're sort of small paperback sort of thing. Yeah. So they're quite different. So he does those at the start as well as some of the sort of the bigger catalogues and then really probably i think it's like the early 90s then he gets hits a real sort of golden patch of uh you know books being put out you know by by big name publishers um but you know that that's on the back of spending you know 40 years you know <laughs> buying comics yeah. uh, and researching stuff and you know and, and nobody's ever actually going to make any money out of this um but it was just, yeah, putting putting it in order like that and going, oh, there's that one, there's that one, there's that one. You know, yeah. um, I, I found it quite. And bringing it bang yeah. up to the future, you you've been yeah. cataloging Dan Cornwall's work as well, who's obviously we're both big fans of. He's he's turning out to be one of the best new artists, isn't he? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't, I've, I've, I've got a copy of, of Rock the God, and I know you've talked to Owen about it, and I haven't listened to that podcast as much as I want to. You listen want to read to it, it first, I, my friend. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. I've got really, I've got really, yeah, 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 yeah. I've got oh, really yeah. first. It arrived a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, oh, I want to read this, and it just coincided. It seemed with a lot of stuff arriving. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's worked its way nearly to the top of the pile, and now I've got a podcast to listen to about it as well. It's really got it right. I've got, to, <laughs> got to read that. But, but yeah, Dan Cornwall stuff, you know, uh, I, I think is fantastic. You know, I buy two thousand idea and all the magazine. You know, when he's in it, I he's just, doing dread just at the moment, spiked. isn't he? I think he's in dread this week. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah suddenly, yeah, he's in. He's doing dread this week in the magazine and the prog actually i think oh, right. you know okay was that like, maybe last week you know he was he was you know double bubble yeah. on dan yeah, yeah. Cornwell. um so yeah no I, I think he's a fantastic artist and and i've looked at not only cataloging his stuff that he's done for the prog and the meg but i've looked at his sort of his fanzine stuff as well Bizarre you know, jazz and yeah. dog breath and stuff like that is it yeah 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 so i've got some of those but not all of those and they and you know, I know that you know he, the way he tells the story about you know John, you know somebody gave John Wagner a copy of that, and he was sort of flipping yes. through, and he went, yeah. "Oh, that's." But actually, you know, I look at that stuff and I think, "Wow, this is really," you know, what you then produced when you started doing Rock, Rock of the Reds, you know, is a lot better than what was in you know those fanzines. Sorry, Dan, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, um, so I think you know, for John to pick it out and go on, oh, no, I think he's the best one. I think, yeah, but what he that's then turned spot. out for you, yeah. Yeah. You know, well, you know, it was a fantastic spot because actually, you know, the, the quality, you know, went up appreciably, you know, for, for when he was doing Rock, Rock of the Red. So, yeah, you know, you picked a good one there. You hadn't picked somebody who had peaked already. It was. I've got, no, no, I've no, got to tell on. you, I'm in a few of them and I can't remember who drew my stuff. I must go back and look to see who it was. See yeah. if they're hot shit now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're, <laughs> you could be signing coffees and selling them on eBay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My horse comic. Ah, oh, my doing. horse. Honestly. The <laughs> uh, right, great. That's great, mate. So, where can we find all of this um, valuable information from you? Uh, you, you can find me uh, on boysadventurecomics.blogspot.com uh, and on Twitter, I'm at Richard and Sheaf. S H E A F, and you will find my work. Um, in uh, and hopefully some forthcoming publications. Oh, good. Can you tease or? Uh, that, that, uh, I can, yeah. Um, 
So uh, I mean, so David Hathaway Price, yeah. um, who I know you've had on on uh, yeah, that other pod yeah. that you do. Um, so he's, I think he's up to volume six now of his. No, I feel bad. Scene. I'm in the first two, and I, I just didn't have the time to write in the, yeah. the rest. But I must get back to him about some of them. Yeah, he's putting them yeah. out. That's like two a year at the moment, isn't it? Two or three a year. Yeah, yeah. he's he's got yeah. So he's up he's up to issue six, and like I say, yeah, I was in. Uh, I think I was maybe in the first. Yeah, I was in the first three, and then there were a couple where he said the theme is this, and I went, oh, I haven't got anything on that. Yeah. But actually, you know, that you know, you can write, not you can write anything, and he'll publish it. <laughs> That's not what I mean. Yeah. But you know, it's uh, you know, it doesn't have to be you know 100% on that theme. If you've got a thing, then yeah. Um, so for the last one he did, um, so I wrote a few things for that. Um, so I'm just uh, waiting. He's, you know, he normally you know puts it out as a free PDF, you know, yeah. which is fantastic because the thing is unbelievably professionally produced, uh, and then he gives it to a, a sort of a publisher who will then do sort of a nice hardback like a print, on, print on demand thing isn't it yeah it is really nice yeah. in fact yeah. the first appearance really? of cockney kung fu was in the first issue of that so uh, yeah it, it predates okay. the yeah, um, the awesome anthology yeah because he, he put it out before uh, okay. us yeah yeah nice. yeah um so yeah so i've got some things uh in the in issue six of that about uh what are they about yeah he was sort of celebrating the 70 years of eagle right uh, cool. so i did some stuff on eagle for him so i did one about um a guy used to be like the advertising manager and sort of a collection of photos that I acquired about sort of life uh, there. Oh, nice. I did something about um, advertising comics. I really like odd advertising comics, you know, advertising comics. They often pay very well, um, you know, but very short term, yeah. you know, it's just one issue, two issues. And they might be, you know, so therefore actually, you know, you can sort of squeeze them in, in between other jobs, you yeah. know, you, um, but then, because they're only one issue, you know, and you can't buy them in Smiths or whatever, so then they can sort of they can disappear off the radar a bit. Yeah. So I've got things about eagle artists who worked on three different, you know, three you know fantastic high quality um, promotional sort of advertising comics. Um, it did, and then the other one, the final one I've got in that is a piece on uh, a sketchbook uh, by one of the artists, a chap called Frank Humphreys, uh, who worked on Eagle almost. Uh, you know, on a couple of different strips, okay. but almost for the whole, a whole, a whole of its life. Oh wow! Okay. You know, it was incredibly, incredibly flippant. He's a Western artist, um, so you know, cowboys um, yep. and stuff, and, and again, pencil, penciling, inking, and coloring. Um, and and this is one of his sketchbooks uh, that I've got, uh, and it's got, you know, which runs, you know, sort of over sort of forty years. Um, but he was he was an enormous, you know, the authenticity that he gives a strip comes from his knowledge and his love uh, for the american west and you know the wild west uh so so a lot of this is sketches you know that, that don't appear in the strip uh, you know nice. but they okay. if you, if you want to know yeah. what uh you know a squaw of the sioux indians would have been wearing here is is addressed from three different angles you want to know about okay. what guns the you know uh the u.s cavalry were covering in 1847 Here's how here's what the gun is and here's how many there are. You know, oh, it's cool. unbelievably detailed yeah. some of this stuff. Um and it's got stuff, you know, like I say, it must have had more than one sketchbook, but this has stuff in it, you know, from, you know, you know the very early stuff up to stuff in the I mean he died in the mid seventies. Uh, no, no, no. He died in the early eighties. Right. Okay. But it's got stuff over over a long period of time. Um uh so it, but it's just a, a glimpse into a sketchbook, you know, in a way that you don't normally get to see, you know, I know. You know, I like sketchbooks, you know, when artists sort of put them out as a, you know, as a thing to buy. Yeah, like, oh, me yeah. too. Yeah, we talked about that when you came on the Autopod, didn't we? Yeah, we've, yeah, we've got a few of them. They're nice to get, yeah. Because they're rare, aren't yeah. they, often, you know? Yeah, you know, and often, you know, and they can be, you know, 
undervalued by you know an artist going yeah well it's just you know it's like my you know it's just a sort of a warm-up sketch and then that's it you know i'm, I'm off into the day you know and i've got to, yeah. got to do stuff whereas you know, that's sort of that that process and that sort of that thinking space um you know you can see you know why the strip works do you think well, it's because it's you imbue it with that authenticity with from that knowledge yeah. that you have uh and it comes from having a sketchbook like that cool. so and what was the, so, yeah, what so was the other book you're in you said you said there was a couple the, was it? The other, yeah so the other stuff uh i'll be in uh so uh so steve holland who isn't the comics laureate the other steve yes. holland who is the bear alley <laughs> books yeah. uh, guy uh, is putting together a new sort of comics uh uh, magazine um so i've written something for um issue one on that uh on my uh favorite um advertising uh strip that went missing uh which is uh done by dave gibbons oh right um okay. so we're gonna so there's gonna be a lot about that in there um so i was emailing dave about it the other day uh, and he was even replying <laughs> oh nice oh good stuff man <laughs> oh, such a fat boy oh look dave Gibbons. <laughs> print it out save it you know. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah you know it's three it's about you know two lines long yeah cheers dave <laughs> that's fine it doesn't matter it doesn't matter there's still you know that fanboy inside me that says this is very cool um so yeah so so watch out for that when that comes out and then uh comic scene yep. the magazine you know which has been you know available in you know um, yeah, it's been going a while now, isn't it? two years yeah yeah uh, uh, but that that's just wound up that's just finished but it's going to become a, more of a history uh, oh so this is the kickstarter for the history books is that right yeah, yeah. For, the, for the history books so it's sort of so it's trying to look at sort of 100 years of comics and but looking at so instead of so it's, it's picking a particular year so you know let's say 1986 right so, so it's about then, right, right, well, what happened in comics in 1986? Right, well, you've got one article on Watchmen, boom. You've got one article on Dark Knight, boom. You've got okay. one article, you know. Yeah. So it's about, you know, having that sort of that window into one particular year yeah. and seeing what's going on in, in comics. So it's a very different way of looking at comics rather than, you know, it's looking at it not as a genre, yeah. as it were. You as know, a timeline almost, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a, a timeline. Um, and again, but it's not, right, we're starting in, and they're not, sort of coming out sequentially you know it's not like right we'll have 1950 1951 52 and 53 because yeah. i guess partly people would look at that and go i'm not interested in that and you wouldn't buy any of them so actually what you've got to do is mix it up a bit and put out different volumes about different years um i like doing that i've just so, been funny enough i've got in front of me here i've got a copy of amazing heroes preview and it gives a review stroke promo for each comic out in that sort of three month calendar space or something i like and i love reading through stuff like that it gives you a real so you've got like um, Nexus in the same pages, uh, Longshot in the same same pages, Judge Dredd's Crime File, you know this sort of thing. I love sort of working out what was going on at a particular time because we we remember these times so well, don't we? If we were reading at the time, yeah. I think it's a really nice little nostalgic hit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So so it's very so it's a different idea from Tony, you know, rather than having that sort of mix of articles uh, and, and small press. Um, it, instead, it's more sort of a right, you know, actually. I guess you know he's identified there's a there's there's a market for people who are interested in that sort of more the history side, but it's not enough to get it into Smith's. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it's but there's enough, you know, to sell a magazine based on it. Um, so so I've written some stuff for him on that, you know, but on the sort of the slightly quirkier side of things, you know, the sort of things I like to highlight on my blog. Yeah, okay. Um, so so I've sort of got a, a page in there about that. Oh, nice um, so, so yeah, so You're busy man. So I have busy. Uh, yeah, so I have managed to do all that, uh, and I've got yeah one more article to do for going back to Steve Holland for issue two of his magazine, and then I can 
actually stop and draw breath uh, and yeah and read some comics <laughs> yeah. uh, and get a bit ahead on the blog you know yeah uh, you know christmas is coming you know it's quite nice to have two weeks off of everything at christmas not that we'll be doing anything or going anywhere this christmas so yeah, who knows? maybe I'll yeah we'll see yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh good man that's um it's cracking it's great to see you doing so much that's really good yeah i always enjoy your blog it always lands in in the morning when i sit at my desk at about six o'clock or something i always I always notice it lands yeah um, and it's always worth yeah. a look yeah i recommend everyone goes and looks at it so it's boys adventure comics blog is what it's called isn't it you can find it there's a little facebook group which i'm a member of and if you uh, if yeah. you join that you get a little alert on your uh your timeline for when something drops which is very good yeah good oh thanks man yeah. absolute pleasure Thank as always you. have a think about something else and we'll do another one soon i'm sure it's uh, always enjoy yeah, this one. Always, uh, I'll always learn a lot. So, good. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we'll do Prince Valiant next. Yeah. That's been going since 1937. <laughs> yeah, so I yeah, think we, you know, we're, yeah. Yeah, I'm just yeah. giving you, so, I'm giving you two weeks notice. Yeah, good. So yeah. You, you've got a bit of time to get into well, it. I'm yeah. free tomorrow. The uh, good. <laughs> All right, Rich. Thanks, man. <laughs>